All right, boys, uh, Liverpool, Bournemouth, they visited us at Anfield this weekend, and we are in much better spirits than we were last week. Absolutely. 9-0, 9-0, nearly broke the record. And realistically, when we look back on it, there's probably a couple of opportunities that we should have, but let's not dwell on that. Just to be clear here, Nick, the record for the Premier League, records don't begin with the Premier League, so uh, but okay. we'll give you that he, he one. He has a point. Thank you for the clarification. There are a couple of... Runaway games. Well, for me, it's just important. Otherwise, if we have to just count the Premier League era, there's a certain uh, number of titles that, uh, yeah, that yeah. a certain Mank team um, would be lording <laughs> over us. That so, didn't uh, exist until so, they got Sky Money. Exactly. So, uh, so <laughs> history is history, but um, important to remember all of it. So, so anyone that's so wondering if we are to... actually a Liverpool supporters podcast, <laughs> I think we've already made it very clear only two minutes in. <laughs> Um, United being the holders of the current record now with us. Yeah. Are there? Is, is there anyone is, else that shares that, that record? Stab in the ear or something. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I hate hearing it. Just, is, is there someone else that shares that record, or is it just Liverpool off the top of my head? I don't know. But the last time it happened in the Premier League, it was United versus Ipswich, nineteen ninety five. Aha. So that was the 9-0 win for United, yeah. and then Liverpool in eighty nine. Uh, against Crystal Palace uh-huh. was a uh, 9-0, but again, just before the Premier League era. Well, let's talk about all nine of those goals and maybe a couple of the ones that should have gone in and didn't quite. Uh, we'll start You're with... greedy? But... I don't care one bit. <laughs> Pour it on. We had to suffer through the first three weeks. I'll be as greedy as, <laughs> as I want. The, the, all of Anfield was greedy. They were, they were chanting towards the end there, we want 10, we yep. want 10. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, I was right there with them. Well, Salah probably could have made it 11 or 12. We scored nine and Salah didn't score one. That's <laughs> Well, that's the biggest of. story of unheard the week. Of. <laughs> it's the biggest story of the week. But let's start with Diaz's header at three minutes. Elliot with a shot way outside the box at six. We had Trent with an absolute bullet from almost the exact same place that Elliot scored from. Firmino with a little poke in on the outside right of his boot at 31 minutes. Verge, big Verge. Finally reeling one in at 45 minutes from a Robertson corner. Yep, he gave us a reason to sing this week. Um, They had an own goal. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know how to say this. That would have gone in anyway. Uh, Yeah, Diaz was right there. He was right there. He was just unfortunate. No, it would have been offside, and it was offside, and it should never have stood. I hate that rule. Oh, because it ricocheted off of the I've Bournemouth said player. it before, I'll say it again. As Bill Shankly said, if you're not interfering with play, you shouldn't be on the field. And the only reason the defender went for the ball is because Diaz was there. Mm-hmm. And the only reason Diaz was there is because he was offside. So, uh... no, should not have been a goal in my opinion. And, um, you know, I know that's the rule, but you can't be interfering with play if the ball never got there. But, but. Come on, man. That's just I, terrible. I have I have to give you a lot of respect, Neil, because we say nothing bigger than the club. But with you, it's except the rules. The rules are the rules whether you like them or not. Yeah. And I, I like that about you. you. He sticks with the Constitution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a he man of a, principle. He was around when it was written. That's <laughs> <laughs> all. Uh, well, the sequence that led to the that particular goal was... Uh, was very good. Uh, was what was solid. the best one, Nick? What was your favorite goal? My favorite goal? Well, we're probably coming up to it, honestly. 
Um, we had Firmino with another little poker in the box, which I feel like this is what I've gotten so used to seeing out of Bobby. This is old Bobby running in and putting it in the net at the last second. Uh, then we had Carvalho with his debut goal, which I feel like spiritually that's my favorite, even if it wasn't my favorite to look at. And then uh, Diaz's header at the very end there in the 85th minute was great. Uh, to answer your question, my favorite was Trent's. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah, that was I a mean, cracker of a goal. It was beautiful. Seeing Bobby at Bobby of old, basically, yeah. it was nice to see. Yeah. Um, making goals, creating goals, getting on the score sheet. I mean, that's what I feel like we've come to know Bobby so well is him just like running into the pass. Like that's what we see. And he's just right in the right place at the right time. He's had some really flashy goals before, but I feel like the nuts and bolts of what made Bobby so good inside the box was just being there at the last minute and just popping it in. Um, So it was really good to see him do it twice this match. So in terms of my comments on the game, I I guess I have to start with apologies. Um, So... So I was all over TA last week saying maybe his time's done moving to midfield. I was all over Bobby essentially saying sell him. Um, so but that I, was a goal from a midfielder. <laughs> that's also <laughs> true. Thank, thank you for bailing me out there a little bit. So um, um, I also might have made some mistakes in criticizing um, Nick for some uh, some comments where he got them right and I got them wrong on the podcast previously. So a bunch of apologies for me. You got things wrong, Neil. Well, you know, I... Uh, I was, uh, Would you like the cone of shame? <laughs> as long Where's as the, plastic the, plas- as as the plastic trophy? It's too early in the show for no, that. No, We're no, all no, going to no, earn it. Yet. <laughs> There's still time. Indeed. So, so yeah. Um, apologies for um, for Bobby and for Trent. Uh, I'll stick by my uh, my statements. To be honest, I still think that um, Trent's defending isn't where it needs to be, and Bournemouth didn't highlight anything of that. All right. So let's let's. Before we get way too excited about this 9-0 victory, we we can't not address the fact that it, it's not that it was 9-0, it's who it was 9-0 against. Well, another thing is we really shouldn't be judged just on this game. No. Our first not. three games we should be judged on. This game, the next game, and Everton, we should be judged on. It's a huge Because week. we can have a bounce back like United did. Yes, they won against Southampton. Struggled, but won. And mm. they won against us, right? But we shouldn't be judged on this game. Yes, it's Bournemouth at the end of the day. Well, we haven't played any top teams yet. I think that's no. your point. We played some mid-table scrappers in Fulham. And uh, and I, I say, I still think Fulham will go down. But Fulham and Palace, mid-table scrappers. Um, Bournemouth, I think, will go down. Um, Everton, I think, will go down. Uh, Newcastle are our first real test. And I think that is where we can probably start to assess... Where we are, really. I actually think I disagree with you I on that, but we'll yeah, you. we'll Sorry. we'll get to that later on in the episode. Let's let's focus on the 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 good and the bad, if any. Really, I don't think there was a lot of bad from Liverpool, but there's at least some stuff we want to look at. Um, tell me about. Um, so we talked about Firmino sliding back in in that traditional false nine role. We know him in the the formation was a lot tighter throughout the whole match. I don't think Bournemouth was doing what we saw Fulham and and. Crystal Palace do I'm so well. I'm not sure what Bournemouth were doing. I, I mean, it didn't look like football to me, but that's okay. We're all allowed a little bit of that. They didn't disrupt their formation, which is something we saw from all three teams. They didn't, if they did, it wasn't an effective low block. So we were able to do everything that we've come to know this side to do. 
the high press, the really aggressive attacking goal. Um, what else did we see? So we had 71% possession, which honestly isn't that much different from the first couple of weeks. We, we pretty much dominated the ball. The only difference was there was no counterattack from Bournemouth this week. Um, what else did you guys see that you liked? Uh, I liked Elliot. He, I think, played quite a good game. Um, His best game he, yet, for sure. Yeah. Sorry he limped off a little bit, but according to uh, Klopp, he's going to be fine. Uh, Fabio getting a goal in front of the cop was the highlight of mine. Uh, Trent's goal was awesome, but the, the feeling of scoring in front of the cop as a new player is got to be up there for him. He probably didn't sleep that night. Uh, and that was probably my favorite goal. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. That's like spiritually, that's yeah. my favorite. Trent's was prettier, but yeah. I mean, if you look at the context of it, I mean, especially with the kid, what is he, 19 or 20 or something yeah. like that? He's such 19. a... 20 in two days. He's such a, he's a baby. I mean, imagine being 19 years old and scoring your first goal. Imagine being 19. I can't remember being 19. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, that's because they were still printing the Bible. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, did you have a pet rhino? <laughs> like, were yeah, they he, still. He had a pet T Rex. Oh, oh, I was going to go with Saber Tooth Tiger, but go on, T Rex. <laughs> Not a woolly man. <laughs> Uh, just difficult to get in the house. You know. <laughs> we have to cut the rings. Huh? <laughs> anyway, let's move it on. Um, well, yeah, well, hold on, man. So, so what's uh, what else do I like about it? Yeah, pretty much what I had asked for at the end of the last podcast. I said I wanted to see a reaction. Mm. And um, <laughs> nine nil. Yeah. Um, forget the score for a second. Uh, what I saw on the field was a bunch of people who seemed to be committed to the cause, and a bunch of people that. Um, knew they needed to prove that they belonged on the top perch and uh, and they do belong on the top perch and uh, I was glad to see that reaction Klopp whatever he said and however he said it it worked and that, that was what I called for so uh, so that was great um, nobody came out with bandages over their eyes so <laughs> there was no hair dryers or boots kicked at them no there was not no Alex Ferguson moments um, can we go into the, what we didn't like or not yeah, so let me throw one out there to you guys, and then you can take it away from there. Um, I'm going to throw the obvious one out, and I think a lot of people are wondering the same thing, is where was Salah? Yeah. I thought um, he had an effective game, as he always does. He was there. I saw him. <laughs> Did you notice there. he's playing tighter in towards the middle, too? And we well, see Trent staying wide and deep. Yeah. yeah. I saw him miss a sitter. Well, well, yeah, he booted it. Man. When he yeah. tried, which one? When he tried to go with his left foot, it was, yeah. his right? it was right in the beginning of the match. right foot. I think it was. Yeah, it cross was... in from somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head, and it was open goal. Boom, way over. Yeah, and no, he, he missed I, one later on when the, the fight when Elliot fired one in from, and um, he should have gone with his right foot, but he swung at it with his left. Yeah, he was mid stride. Yeah, we same goal. Okay. Yep. Oh, yep. not goal. Well, there, there was yeah. another one, you're it, right. It went skyward. Yeah. yeah so Currently following David Beckham's ball from the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the first one that was really early on, and then he did have a second one, you're right. And he but... shot with his right late on, and that wasn't very good either. Yeah. I, mean, I mentioned in one of the other shows that he needs to remember where the goal is. That, that he, He's in the right kind of areas, and he's getting some kind of space. Yeah. He just doesn't seem to have his... Uh, G- shooting boots on. Yeah, he's shooting boots. He's GPS locator for the goal. Oh. Maybe it's those his Rick XG and Morty. It's, his X bloody G. <laughs> You're not northern enough. <laughs> That's true. That was good. Good, good try, though. Good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. More winter is coming. 
Uh, he's wearing his Rick and Morty boots, and they're as effective as that show is at making me laugh these days. Ooh. Ooh <laughs> yeah, funny. shots fired at Rick and Morty. <laughs> Come on, I don't swim. <laughs> so Bournemouth had four shots, two on target, while LFC had... Let me just make sure I'm reading this right. 18 shots, 12 on target, nine finding the back of the net. What did we think of Virgil van Dyke? I liked he scored. He scored. Um, it's nice finding space. And he was quite open for the second one, which ended up a Diaz goal. Yep. Um, Defending-wise, he didn't really have a challenge this week. Right. So you can't really judge him. Well, that's my opinion, at least. And I would agree with you. I, I seem to remember there was a... There was at least one moment where I thought he was a bit exposed in defence, but I can't quite remember what it was. So, so yeah. But in general, unmemorable. I, yeah, in general, I agree with you that um, not enough defensive duties to actually uh, judge um, yeah. any of our defence on. Now I saw San Maximin getting taken off uh, with a bit of a cramp or a limp, whatever, in the thigh. So maybe Van Dyke might have an extra easy week next week too against him. Did he really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, he's been everyone's darling for the for the start of the season. Yeah, he yeah since he switched him into mid into the center, he's uh he's really performed quite well. So Hell of a player. Hell that that player. was the challenge I was looking for for Van Dyke to have his awakening was against yeah. an unformed San Maximum, mm. but we might not get that. But again, you know, sometimes players get injured before internationals. <laughs> sometimes players Oops. get into you know injured before big games just for. S and A's, and we are at Anfield again. I think on Wednesday because we're at Goodison yeah. on on Saturday against Everton. So that should be interesting. Um, Joe Gomez and Virgil Van Dyke looked like they were playing pretty well together, even though there wasn't a lot of challenge to them. They just seemed to be a little bit more in sync from what I saw, um, which gives me a lot of. It seemed like they didn't have that, especially against United. Um, yeah, they seemed like they hadn't communicated in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they seemed a little bit more on form. Uh, there was a lot more communication. There was nobody grilling anybody in the middle of the field. Luckily. Um, well, that's because yeah. Milner didn't come out until later. <laughs> so they didn't have the... I uh, never had a problem with... To me, Gomez was our starting central defender over Matip when he was fit. I, I know um, that you know he wasn't fit a lot. A couple of really bad injuries, Gomez. So, so yeah, I... I, I Always was going to be happy with Gomez. That's not to say I, I don't like Matip. And I do think, and I've said it previously, that I think Kanate is the future partner. But um, I agree. I'm not sure that Matip is second choice. Well, um, Matip is pushing on age also for a defender. Yeah. I think the reason Matip... He's still we, younger than I am. but <laughs> yeah, he is, He's old. He's injury prone. I mean, he's football old. He's not, he's not old by any stretch of the mind. But um, I think one of the reasons that... It, it's very clear even watching off-field stuff that... Virgin and Matip have a really, really good relationship. They're very good on the pitch together. So even if he's maybe not the most athletic back that we have, they might end up, Klopp might understand that the relationship that Virgin, this is a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself in assuming these things, but from what it seems to me is that Virg needs someone that he's very in sync with and, and Joel is his guy. So yeah, that might I, be why he gets I, more minutes than. If Kanata you follow them on social media in any way, they're best friends. There's a whole thing where he just wears a T-shirt with Matip's. I want on one of those so bad. And just surprises him in random places. Yeah, yeah. I want one of those so bad. Yeah, Virgin Matip don't pick the team. Klopp does. Yeah, uh, yeah. true. 
I, I'll say it again. To me, Konate and Virgil van Dijk are our starting centre-back partnership. After that, I put Gomez as the next um, the next best centre-back. Well, I think Mother Nature is starting to agree with you anyway, because it's looking like Matip is, may struggle to stay fit. Um, but I agree with you. I think Kanate is first choice. At least if, if I'm picking the team, Kanate is my first choice. So I like having the Twin Towers down the middle. Agreed. So we talked um, about Salah. Um, Hendo. I didn't see... I didn't see much from him. No, I didn't see much either. Uh, I'm not seeing anything wrong. And again, it's difficult to assess. But we were, what, 4-0 up when he came off? Yeah. Yeah. I Like, he played his game. He did his part. Throwing no, it, we throwing were well it. ahead. Were we? Yeah, that was 7-0. Seven, 7-0. Seven seven Hendo was came on. Wow. Yeah, he felt, came off in sorry, the 70th minute. It felt a earlier, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, either way, I still don't think he, he did. He didn't do anything wrong, per se, either, but I, I just didn't see anything that, w- that was like, oh, yeah, look at that midfield. There were no um, takeaways. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Fabino was fine. Yes. Cavallo, <laughs> Elliot, all, all, all good. It, again, all of this is in the context of a very poor Bournemouth team. So, uh, so yeah, I, we will see if the problems are fixed, if there were problems to begin with. Um, we'll see if they fix this week. Yeah, 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 I agree. It's it is really hard to really take too much. It, everything is going to be. It'll in also context. test fitness because a game on Wednesday, a game on Saturday. This will also start to test fitness for well, the Champions in, League in when we have games on Tuesday. This is seven, three games in seven days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. This is this is going to be the first the first yeah. big week, and we're going to have a lot of them if history repeats itself. We always go deep into these these cup matches, so or these cup tournaments, and I should say. Stupid, boring friendlies and internationals coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't even know who England or Ireland or uh, the USA are playing. All right, well, on that note, let's take a quick break before we reflect back. And we're back. Uh, let's reflect back on week four. This is obviously in context of the start of the season. So there's some things that we've already discussed, but there's a couple of other things that I'd like to see what your guys' thoughts are. Um, my first question, is this a sign of things to come? Did we play well against a bad team? I know we've already kind of scraped against the sides of this, but let's, uh, what do we, th- is Bournemouth that bad? Yes. Yes. All right, then I think we can move on. Next question. Okay. Ding. Um, Playing Bobby in the false nine was clearly effective. This is what this team knows better than anything else. Um, Our big guy up front comes back on Saturday for Derby Day. Does he deserve a place in the squad? Does he start? He's going to be in the team no matter what, but does he start, or do we go with the familiar key to success Especially with Bobby playing so well, I guess Wednesday may dictate that. I'm uh, going to judge and guess this because my clairvoyancy hasn't come through. <laughs> uh, I say, play Bobby, bring on Nunez, show him that no one's bigger than the club. I agree. And unless, unless he has shown something that we haven't seen in training, but. From outsiders looking in, I say start the same way we started against Bournemouth. Yeah, stick to your starters. Yeah. Neil? I'm going to go with the opposite. I'm going to go with Bobby to start in the game against Newcastle, because he has to. Mm-hmm. And then Nunes to start in the game against Everton. 
play in a different system, play the true centre forward, um, with Klopp knowing full well that if it isn't going right against a not very good Everton team, we can revert back either at half time or earlier, 60th minute, whenever needs be. Um, so, yeah, and my reason for bringing Nunes back in and starting him is kind of put the incident behind him and say, you know, we bought you to be our number one. We bought you to start every week and um, you're back, so you're starting. It's kind of a showing of faith and um, hopefully that faith is rewarded with a with a brace or more. Yeah, don't burn me twice. Here's your chance. Yeah. That's fair. Even, let's say Bobby comes out against a Newcastle team that we've seen good things from, that have a lot of hype behind them, and just blows the doors off of them. You still start Nunez on Saturday? I do. I think they're very different teams, Everton and Newcastle, and so very different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one wins. Yes. So, <laughs> so you know, obviously, there's a lot could happen between now and then. There's a lot of injuries can happen in matches, and you know, touch wood. Hopefully, nothing happens to us. But, um, but yeah, I uh, touch I, what I, now? I do. Say again. Touch what now? Yeah, touch wood. Okay. Um, so um, I do. Um, I do. <laughs> I do hope that I do think that even though it's early in the season, take the opportunity with two matches this week to have two different lineups. Um, won't be everybody, but um, but two different lineups, and I know we'll cover it later on. But you'll you'll hear my selections kind of reflect that. Cool, cool, cool. All right, um, Diaz. He's been kind of touch and go to start the season. Uh, I've liked him a little bit more every game, um, and then we finally got him. Two goals. Uh, Neil, uh, what did you see from Diaz this week that we liked uh, outside of the goals? It just seemed like his positioning was a lot better. This he, he didn't have to stay so far back. I've actually liked him throughout, and you know, there's just a general malaise that's been affecting Liverpool. I, I, so, so I've liked Diaz throughout. I've liked Elliot throughout. Um, yes, I've been hard on Elliot, um, but the goals really help. Yeah. Forward scoring goals helps, you know, relax them. Helps you know, relieve some pressure. So, for me, just quite frankly, it's the the goals make the difference to Diaz for me. Okay, all right, Tom. Um, I've liked Diaz since the day he came in. He, to be clear, so do I. Yeah. I just mean he's he looked a little rusty to start, even in preseason, nobody's, and has gotten better every every week. Questioning you. Okay. <laughs> um, you're questioning us by the sound of it. Um, <laughs> There's yeah. many, many Such is my lot in life. <laughs> many questions I have for Nick, but it, the answer not right to now. the ultimate question though is forty two. What's that? The answer to the ultimate question is forty two. Forty two. Okay. It's guys do... to the galaxy reference. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> we'll save that for our hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think you just called us both nerds. It does worse things to be called. <laughs> Me Me calling you guys nerds would that's pot and kettle. Indeed. He worked in a comic book shop. He was comic book guy. On once. purpose. <laughs> and I watched baseball for fun. Worst episode ever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Diaz. Uh, I've Diaz. liked Diaz since he, he's come to the club. Uh, he showed real promise from the get-go. And yeah, he, he's... What, what he did over the weekend was very nice, and I'd like to see more from him. Um, is he fulfilling the role that Mane left behind? He has big shoes to fill, Yeah. but Mane filled those over how many years, and Diaz is going to fill them over how many years? I have full confidence that Diaz can, yeah. can take care of that. I mean, talking about that, filling Mane's role, no, he's not. 
because Manny was such a presence in the dressing room and um, you know Diaz I don't think has a command of English either at the moment and so um, you know it's not the same person but very rarely get a player that replaces another player and is the same John Aldrich Ian Rush maybe um, in Liverpool context but um, but yeah no, he's not Mane, because he's Diaz, and they are different, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy with I both. I was talking more on the field, with his feet, rather than in the dressing room. And Th- as That's more what I meant, but I, yeah. I like the other side of that, too. Yeah, but I understand what your argument is. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but I think they're, they're both important, yeah. and uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. <laughs> Why, thank you, Tom. I appreciate you. Is, is that a new thing that, that we, well, we all not, get opinions Maybe not in America, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Okay, well, I guess I'll have to update my passport. Um, should we talk about transfer window here? Because we, we've already sort of slid into the midfield and talked about how they looked, even against Bournemouth, nothing really impressive coming out of that. I know Klopp has kind of walked back and uh, publicly made it clear, like, hey, I was wrong. I think we do need to make some more moves in the midfield. Um, there were rumors about Frank and De Jong, but that seems like they were all BS. Um, well, I think there was something to it because he wanted out of Barca. And I can't blame him with all the wages of the future being paid to him or whatever. However, they're finding money. They've, they've um, deferred his, his wages and there was some kind of backroom handshake deal during COVID where he took a pay uh, cut. So brown envelopes. Something like that. Um, yeah, there was chit-chat, whatever. Maybe he was forcing a better contract. Who knows? I didn't follow it that closely. This I, is when he was in talks with United, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. were going to swoop in or whatever. But last time we were going to swoop in on another thing. Who was that? That was someone from Tottenham. Who do we take? Uh, Fekir? Fakir or whatever his name is. Well, yeah, it was Fakir. Didn't we snake Virgil from City? I don't know that. I'm pretty sure we, I'm, they were going after him and we just put a bigger offer in. Hmm, maybe. So one thing we've discussed, you know, in setting up this podcast was rumors. And uh, do we discuss them? And, uh, and uh, you know, with that note, there's nothing on the horizon, nothing that I hear, any, anything other than rumors. So I'll take the point on Klopp changing his mind. Um Interesting from Klopp. I think the reason he said it originally was because he wanted to show faith in his team and show faith in Carvalho, Elliot, Jones, Cater, all of those players. He's like, I don't need a midfield. I've got you guys. So I think that's why he said it. Um, it's kind of interesting that he's saying now that no, I was wrong. So is that to put pressure on ownership to to make him? There's forty eight forty eight hours left in the window. Could it be pressure for the midfield to do a job? Uh, that doesn't feel like something Klopp would... He, I don't think this has he's, anything to do with the He's using the arm around the shoulder, you can do it, rather yeah. than the, uh, I'm looking to, for you, to bring in your replacement. Yeah. So He's not I'm, Jose Mourinho, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, he's, not a, he's not a manipulator like that. He's, no. a, he's one of the things we like about him. He's an honest, Very straightforward, upfront. friendly, encouraging guy. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I'll wait until after transfer windows um, uh, closed, and we'll talk about Lara uh, there. Do I still think we need a midfielder? Yes. Do I think Jude Bellingham's the answer? Maybe. I mean, sure, we, if he was available. Yeah. He's not available. That's the thing. I, I keep seeing it all over every every source of Liverpool fandom I see. Everyone's yelling, well, why don't they just go get Jude Bellingham? Because he's not available. If he was, he'd already be in the team. 
Move on. He's not on the transfer list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone on the transfer list that you guys like in a dream world? In a in a dream world? In yeah. a dream world, I'll take Mbappe. But in, in a dream <laughs> You know world. what I mean. Realistically speaking, in this dream world. In within this, the next forty eight hours of this transfer. In the next forty eight hours, the only player I'd like to come in is what's his name from Wolves? Um Neto Nunes. No. no. Um, um I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, Ruben Neves. Oh, Ruben yeah. Neves. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He's it's, the only player I think I would like out of the Premier League to come to us. That's an interesting. I think he would do great things under Klopp. He's a great player right now. For young Wolves. too, right? Still pretty young. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Neil, anyone? for a footballer. <laughs> for a footballer, yes. Seems to still be in this rumor kind of uh, place, but if, if you're asking me who I would sign, if then I'd say Conor Gallagher. No. Who is who is on the block, from what I understand? Because there's a lot of teams asking about him, and he's involved in a lot of... We just got sent off this weekend. Yeah, too. I know. I saw that. But yeah, Conor Gallagher is who I would uh, like to see. That was a, that was a tough send-off, too. Because he clearly wasn't being malicious, but it's just that... I remember seeing that at the pub. Uh, anyway, all right. Um, you, hold on. One, one other thing for transfers. Yeah. Who's talking about transfers. You said who would like to see signed, so I didn't comment, but um, I'd like to see Nat Phillips sold. Uh, not because I don't like Nat Phillips. I just think Nat Phillips deserves a starting job somewhere. Okay. And I think he can do a starting job. Um, Why don't you get on the blower to Barrow? <laughs> that's my, my my lead two team, Barrow, my hometown team. Uh, he'll be fantastic for us. Uh, he'll be the I best player on the team. <laughs> I, that is also true, but I don't think we can afford 15 million, which is uh, what Klopp wants for him. Mm. Well, we just sent uh, Vandenberg to the Bundesliga. Mm. Where would you think Phillips would fit in perfectly? Bournemouth. Championship? Bournemouth, Bournemouth, and Bournemouth. Okay. Played there last year, happy there. Did you see during the game he went over to the Bournemouth fans and applauded them? They like him there. Um, Apparently the scoreline would suggest they may need some defensive reinforcements. But where are you you getting that from? (laughs) It is a lovely seaside town. (laughs) It's the Jurassic Coast. (laughs) Um... I think with, uh, um, I want to get his name right because I got it wrong before we started recording. Vandenberg off to Bundesliga, I think. Oh, that you all said Vandenbeek, the guy from Vandenbeek. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think that all the guarantees Nat Phillips is probably going to stay. No. Yeah, keep uh, yeah, I guess you're probably right. Either way, I don't disagree with you. I think Either that's way, a smart it's move. all speculation and rumors until something happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, let's. Take a break before we look at the rest of the games this weekend. Break's over. Time to get back to work, fellas. Uh, Let's look at the results of the fixtures from week four that didn't include Liverpool. Um, So I'm just going to read them off and then um, we'll kind of highlight a couple of the games. First up, we have Arsenal taking down Fulham 2-1. Man City with their big four unanswered goal comeback against Crystal Palace. Uh, Liverpool and Bournemouth, obviously, we've already covered. Chelsea won 2-1 against Leicester. Brighton wins 1-0 against Leeds. Brentford draws with Everton 1-1. We have Saints falling to United in a very close 1-0. Forest and Spurs. Uh, Spurs 2, Forest 0. Uh, Wolves draw with Newcastle, surprisingly enough, 1-1, and Villa lose again to West Ham. 
Um, first one I want to talk about, and I don't think there's going to be a whole hell of a lot to talk about, but uh, Neil, you were standing next to me when uh, City staged their comeback. Uh, three goals from Holland in the second half. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, disappointing. Obviously, when Palace were 2-0 up, we were, we, we were all pretty pumped. Um, yeah. At the same time, I think we all thought the comeback was going to happen, and that's City these days. And uh, as much as it annoys me, you got to give it to them. Um, what a great what a great team he's assembled. I, I, I personally, I said it in some of the episodes, I, I think when teams go at them and get at them, they can be had, but... Mm-hmm. Boy, they can come back just as quickly. And um, three yeah. goals in twenty minutes. Yeah, and and Hal Hal awesome. Um, he's, he's we always force. kind of thought he was going to be. We mm-hmm. hoped he wasn't going to be. Yeah, but he's a he's a beast. He's strong. He's, he's fast. everything they said he was going to be. He knows where the goal Viking is. Viking warrior, I think you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, so, who scored the fourth? He's coming for. Uh, I don't even know. Trophies. What? Who got the Who got the fourth goal? Was it a uh, Silver? Uh, Silver. Uh, oh, it was. There it is. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Is he now staying at City? There was the rumors of him leaving. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. Staying. Who knows? Again, rumors and speculation, my friend. I don't yeah, think they no, can afford I, to lose another player. Honestly. I just would be happy if he was gone. Yeah, 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 too. Was going, yeah. Um, we yeah, all would be. So. But Bernardo Silva is a huge piece to their puzzle. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else on City? Um, they're not first. That's a plus. They're not first. So then let's get into Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal continue to play really, really well. Um, I think what the, the question on everyone's mind that's popping up now is we're all impressed with how much they've improved from last year, at least for the first four weeks of the, the season. True. But they haven't played any big clubs yet, and we'll probably dive into that a little bit more when we get into our table talk a, a little later on. But do you guys have the same confidence in them being potentially at the top of the league for the entire season or do we think they're going to start dropping points when they start playing some of the bigger clubs at the top of the table well just looking ahead at their fixtures they've got villain on wednesday and then they've got united which might be their first challenge they have lots of rivalry with united Mm -hmm. Uh, then they've got uh, zurich and everton and zurich again but I'm looking at that October 1st. Yeah, Spurs. That's when sh- hits the fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tottenham are looking for their place in the top four. Arsenal are looking for their place in the top four. And that's going to be like either a downfall for one of those teams. And I really hope it's Tottenham. And that's because Tottenham are purgatory. <laughs> and I think Arsenal kind of deserve to be in the top four more than they do. Uh, and that's my personal opinion. So my I, thoughts on uh, uh, Arsenal are for real. I do worry that squad depth and when we get in the busy season with the Europa League and things, mm-hmm. will that catch up with them? Uh, I think he's got a tight knit group and he's doing a really good job with them. But I, I am a little worried there. So yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting with, with Arsenal. I don't think they'll prioritise the Conference League at all. And if they don't prioritise the, con- con- the, con- the Europa Conference and they focus on the league, I think we could see them at the top of the table throughout. It's going to depend a lot on injuries for them. They're in the Europa League, not the Conference League. I still don't think they'll um, they'll concentrate too much on it, but thank you that yeah, it was the Europa I, Conference. I agree because I also I have a feeling seeing how they're playing this year, 
I think they're seeing what, what we're all seeing. And to, to add to your point, um, I think they're better than Europa. Oh, and yeah. They're definitely better than Europa. Actually, they should have won uh, Champions League against Barcelona back in uh, 20, uh, 2004, maybe? 2003? Sounds about right. Yeah. That's off the top of my head. Um, yeah, they were unlucky to lose that Champions League. They should have been the first London team to get it. Uh, they had a great team back then. Um, but anyway, yeah. This is, well, this is kind of their hope. If if you're an Arsenal supporter, you're hoping that this is their return to glory, and it's a long time coming. So They're playing the right football. They're, they're playing great. They're a lot of fun to watch, and I hate to say that because they, they are going to be a rival for yeah, us. Yeah, they, they're going to be a challenge for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the counterpoint is the Europa League looks very winnable for them at the moment, yeah. but that's before you get the Champions League um, dropouts. dropouts. And so it very much changed that. If I was them, wouldn't prioritize the... Uh, the Europa League, I would put my all my eggs into the Premiership basket, and uh, I'm not saying they're going to win it. I think City are going to win it, but um, Arsenal are going to be up there. But they the they the should season. get through their group pretty easy. They have Zurich. Um, yeah. They have Boyd Glimt. And, yeah, as soon as, as, soon as PSV. PSV I, should be only the ones that struggle against. I have a feeling as soon as they start getting into the meat of it, if they lose, yeah. they're not going to they're not going to lose no. sleep over losing the the Europa no. League. They'll prioritize Brentford more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, let's take a look at... Tom, you watched Everton. Yeah, I watched that Everton-Brighton game. Uh, though Everton had uh, 58% of that possession, uh, I actually felt really sorry for Brentford not scoring. Um, they should have won it. They knocked on that post three times, uh, which I found myself chanting, come on, Brentford, at one point in time. That's how bad I felt for them. Uh, the goal from Gordon for Everton was a nice little cross, nice little touch, um, with his second touch goal. Um, his other chance that could have won the game for Everton was really well worked by the goalkeeper from Brentford, uh, and the follow-up, which could have been, a, an easy, um, second chance goal for them. Um, Calvin Lewin might be on the way back for against us, which... I'm not worried about their Everton, but mm. either way. Good player's a good player, though. A good player's a good player. Um, yeah. Enjoy it's Calvin Lewin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where was I? Pickford. Pickford uh, had a few good saves. My little arms. Just to lay on the ball because he can't carry it. <laughs> His arms aren't long enough. Poor I have fella. a big head and very small arms. <laughs> uh, actually, that's not his accent. Where's he from? Sunderland, isn't he? Somewhere like that. The word uh comes to mind. <laughs> uh, either way. Correct. <laughs> I, I felt like Brentford should have won that game. Um, they were just unlucky. Uh, Everton, I don't think we're going to struggle against them when we come up against them on uh, at the weekend. Um, but yeah, that's what I saw from that game. Okay, so... So nothing altogether all that interesting. No. Okay, and nothing to worry about for Saturday. Not that I saw no, at least. Okay, especially if uh, Liverpool comes. Especially if Pickford's in there. If, the, <laughs> if, if 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 we roll in the way we did last week, I don't think we're gonna have any problem with that. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Chelsea Leicester. Uh, Neil. Yeah, I mean Leicester really is my, is really what I want to comment on. I I only watched a little bit of the game, but. They just look a shadow of the former selves. I'm quite worried for um, for Brendan Rodgers. And, uh, yeah, I'm just not 
Not sure that all is right at that club. I think they could have some departures before the end of the transfer window are too. They, are they short on cash? I, is that I, th- I did hear something about them being short on cash, yeah, but I didn't think their ownership had changed, so I don't exactly know what's going on there. Who was them? Chang? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're all by consortium after their owner died in a helicopter crash. But um, Well, I have, a, I have a question for you based on, on that. Um, do you feel this is a manager not quite getting the most out of his players or is it the club not getting the players to help get the team over the line right exactly yeah. i like brendan rogers sorry you want to say something oh, you're good. i like brendan rogers as a manager mm-hmm. um i um yeah he did well with us when he was a manager and again we were unfortunate not to win with Leicester, though, if it's a money issue and he's not getting the players, he is definitely trying to get those players to perform at their fittest and fullest every week. Okay. Uh, he is that kind of manager. I don't think he he's the kind of manager that would lay back and go, oh, okay, I can't get the players, but my players are not going to perform. So I don't think he's that kind of manager. He's an old okay. school, like, get out there and do your job. Okay. So I like Brendan Rodgers, too, but... I feel that Leicester would be a club that could benefit from changing managers. Okay. And it's nothing against Brendan Rodgers. It's just sometimes you've tried everything and the players just aren't responding for you. A new manager comes in. That squad isn't terrible. It's not great and they've lost some players and Vardy's getting old. Vardy's but, getting um, very old. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I could see a bounce from Leicester if they change managers. I mean, we're meant to be talking about the games out here. Chelsea still look really good. Um, losing two one at the bridge to uh, to to Chelsea this year isn't going to be their worst result, and so uh, so yeah, Chelsea continue to look pretty good. They seem a little bit variable. You'll... They seem shaky. Yeah, week yeah. to week, you never know what you're going to get from them. Yeah, I, I put Newcastle in the same um, yeah. realm, and we'll get to that later. But um, but yeah, I I think Chelsea uh, you know thoroughly deserved winners there. Okay. All right, and then uh, I, there's there's two other games I want to just just briefly touch on. One of them is United. Tom, you watched this match, right? Yeah. Um, oh, this was a very – it was 48-52 possession, and it showed in the game. Um, there was a handball incident, and, yeah, it looked like a handball, mm-hmm. and it was a penalty from what I saw. VAR got, um, got it wrong, I think. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but they pl- they called it close proximity. So the players are on top of each other and the ball uh, comes off my chest and hits you in the arm. right? But you are less than a foot away from me. Uh, but it's inside the box. Is that a penalty? Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> um, according to the rules, if it's anything below the sleeve, as we talked about last week, that's a penalty. Handball so handball. there's this whole, the whole argument for like going on Neil you're our rules guy well there is the thing about the proximity Tom that is in the rule if um, if it does hit your hand but you couldn't reasonably move your hand out of the way and your hand was in a natural position that still stands in the yeah. rules C- compared to the forest one where the hand went up out of an unnatural position where he's trying to lob that ball away with his hand basically mm-hmm. that's a definite penalty yes Kane missed it but he hit um but this close proximity, yeah, I understand it. But at the same time, I dislike United, so I wanted Southampton to get it. it Liverpool pretty, podcast. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, other than that, you know, United defended well. Uh, Did Harry Maguire play? 
You know what? I don't remember. That's how memorable he is. Wow. I, I hear, <laughs> he, I hear he has demanded a transfer today. So, demanded? Uh, yeah, he's asked, really? to, he has asked to leave the club and Chelsea have to sign him and I promised I wouldn't talk rumour and I just have. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, know, Some people commented that we always talk about Harry Maguire so I thought I had to kind of slip, oh, really? slip his name, <laughs> slip his name he's, in here He's somewhere. our favourite uh, <laughs> pigeon shit covered statue. <laughs> he is indeed. Uh, as I said, it was a close game. Uh, 48 possession, 52 possession for United. Shots even were 5-6, to six, but Southampton had 9 shots off target and United only had 1. And that was the big difference. And Bruno Fernandes, you know, he was the hero of the week last week. He's the hero of the week this week for them. And, you know, I hope it doesn't continue. Uh, that's Slavhead all I have to... was not in the team, by the way. There we go. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say about United. All right, I'm going to close down our uh, discussion of the results. Oh, I'm sorry, Neil. What did you it's have? fine. I, we, I know we were talking about whether we were talking about this game or not, but I, I do want to mention Brian continue to win. Yeah, you know that, that's um. You know, so it's you a, jumped on the bandwagon. It's a, no, I, I think he's up. driving the bandwagon. I, I, I've every every week when I put this agenda together, I'm now just putting Brighton in there. Because Neil's been raving about them. Yeah, Potter's great, quietly doing his business. That's what I said last week. Uh, and he continues to do his business. Um, you know, we talked about some of their scorers, Trossard, Gross. Um, I thought selling Cucurella was a was a mistake for them. Um, and I still think it is. I think it'll, over a long part of the season, I think they'll come, come back to Biden. They're still a selling club. They're not going to be up there mm-hmm. at the end of the season. But um, great win against Leeds. And Leeds are pretty promising lately Le- themselves. Leeds, Leeds are not a bad bad side. So yeah, no, getting no. getting that that result is uh, yeah. Not, I'm happy to see it. We're not seeing the leads of a couple of years ago where they were forcing wins and forcing draws. Yeah. We're seeing a very ah, oh, we're in the Premier League. Yeah, we can do this. We can yeah, they look like they belong. Yeah. yeah, but they're not. They're where acting they like they've been belong. there before. Like right. Leeds of old, they were fighting for top four. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. But I think Leeds are building and coming back. Leeds and, and Newcastle United are both building back towards their big club status. Yeah. Um, what about matches and scorelines we got right? I, I I got two right. I don't know if you guys. Um, oh, you know I didn't even. I don't know if you guys look, checked and, and geo, so. Uh, I didn't. So, yeah, look, I don't maybe think we I talk about this later in table talk. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'll I'll collect myself. The uh, the last thing I wanted to mention while we're talking about uh, the results from last week is uh, Spurs. They won two nil, but it felt like a very edged out victory. Um, I am, I I get, they're winning matches, so it's hard for me to be super critical. They've got 10 points. They're sitting well up there at the top of the table. Every time I watch Spurs, I'm just bored. I'm bored. (laughs) I'm underwhelmed. I'm sitting there going, you're not great. You're not bad. It's purgatory. How how are you winning games? And then you look at their schedule and you go, well, they've had some tough fixtures here and there and they're, they're eking results out or they're drawing on the tough games, but they're just so Boring to watch. They really are. Conte's teams have never been particularly um, entertaining. He f- figures out a way to win, and um, he does that. I Spurs will be there and thereabouts. I think he called it before when we were talking about Arsenal. The big test is going to be that Arsenal-Spurs game, and uh, we, we will see then. Um, I I think they're worse than Arsenal. I'm going to say right now, you know, kind of fifth. Yeah, yeah. I would say if if Liverpool are who we expect them to be going forward, I I think that takes Spurs out of the top four. Um, I do I do have one question, especially for you guys being from that area. Harry Kane is lauded for his performance in the English team. You know, I know he's he's a well loved player up there. I can't stand him. 
So uh, a little thing, he's catching up on that Shearer goal. He's very close. Uh, record. Uh, he's 73 or 75 away. He scored his 200th this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I think Shearer is 275. Ugly pen miss, by the way. Well, I shouldn't say it was an ugly miss. It was a great save by the keeper. I think if Forrest had scored in the first half, uh, it would have been a different game. Yeah. And I don't think Spurs would have come away with the win. So back to my question, though. How do you guys feel about Harry Kane? Do you have a strong opinion about him one way or the other? I so. think he's a good player in a bad club. For me, there's a north-south divide, and uh, um, Harry Kane's just a southern Jesse. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm am so, sorry, uh, he falls Northern over, he monkey. flops. <laughs> thank, thank you. He just flops over. Um, yeah, I'd much rather have Alan Shearer have that record. Uh, yeah, I like the guy. I don't think any of us are complaining. Yeah, way more than. <laughs> Harry freaking Kane. Kane. I almost said Maguire. Then. Maguire couldn't even score two goals. <laughs> Unless it's on his own. <laughs> In his own goal. <laughs> Which he's one to do. Um, okay, I think that just about wraps up uh, last week. Is there anything else anyone wanted to mention? Maybe Villa losing. Hammers finally getting their first goal. Well, Villa losing is one that I mentioned to you off, uh, off air. It's getting tough for, for Gerrard. 12 losses, 7 draws, 5 wins out of 24 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could he be on the way out? He could but, be on the way out. Absolutely, but, his job is in jeopardy. But he's done well in the transfer market. It looks like he's done well in the transfer market. Yeah, but if it's not translating to wins... It's not gelling on the field. Is, Isn't Ellis still in charge of Villa? The chairman? I think he is. Yeah. But so. he's known... For his impatience and getting rid of managers, and uh, he's known as an axeman. And uh, who was the last manager of Villa? Gregory. Um, yeah, uh, I think Jared could be the first one to go. I think you might be right, and I know you guys pick on me for my crush on Steven Gerrard. He is my favorite player of all time, so I keep a close eye on Villa just to well, see. He could be cleaning boots in our boot room soon. I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> Bring him back home. He might. <laughs> Well, that covers last week. Let's look ahead to next week after the break. All right. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Let's look ahead to... Let's start with Newcastle. Um, I want to hear your lineup, Tom. Uh, How do you want to set the field up if you're the manager against Newcastle? For my formation against Newcastle? I want a seven... One. <laughs> <laughs> well, Newcastle is a funny team. They came into the season with a lot of steam, a lot of hype, uh, but it seems like they play up or down to their competition. Um, that's That's been my read after four weeks. I agree with you, Nick. So... What do I want? Do we ta- uh, how 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 seriously do we take? Before this you team? get there, they're going to play us like they played City, which is yeah. what yeah. your point is. One hundred. So I do think they're going to come out hot. Yeah, and they did let at the end of last season. Let's not forget we they came out and played bully ball against us. And actually, they had the second at the end of last season, second most points I think um, from yeah. January onward. Yeah, after yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would play our strongest team. I would play Ali, Trent, Gomez, Virgil, and Robbo, uh, Fab, Hendo, and Elliot, Salah, Bobby, Diaz. Yeah. And that will be my formation. Yeah, same. Um, you got the same, Nick? I've got exactly the same. I like 
how that team played last week, and I want to not make any changes going into this week against a what we assume is a tougher, definitely a tougher side than Bournemouth. I just don't know that anyone really knows what to expect from Newcastle, and that team played so cohesively and so well for 90 minutes. Bring that same team back out and run it back again. So I would would probably go with that lineup, although I think with Elliot coming off at half time with a potential injury, maybe he is. You know, it all depends on how he's performing in training. But I could see maybe starting with Cavallo um, instead of Elliot um, early on. I am worried about some of the physicality of Newcastle yeah, against both Diaz and Cavallo. I'm worried about that. I'm so, worried about more Everton beating us up on the field rather than winning the game. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, they, they like to do that too. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot else going we, for We're home for that game, are we? In good <laughs> we are hurt. home for the. Uh, no, we're home for the um, Newcastle, Newcastle game. We're or away for the. Uh, so we're at Goodison. Yeah. We always get beat up there. Yeah. Didn't Gerard get sent off in the first like 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of him walking onto the field. Yeah. Yes. Um, what's your Everton. Well, well, hold on. I, I, I did have one thing to say about yeah. uh, Carvalho Elliott. I think Carvalho came on for Elliott uh, last week. So if we have Carvalho start and... Car- Carvalho. He's not ice cream. Carvalho start <laughs> and have and have uh, Elliott come on for him if need be. I'm, I'm, I think those two kids, I get so excited watching both, thing, both of them play. I'd say put either of them out there and sub one off for the other. So I don't even disagree with you, honestly. Um, but yeah, let's do uh, Everton. Everton, um, wholesale changes for me. So Well, one big one, uh, that you have the option for the number nine. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm going to take that. So uh, okay. I'm going to start at the back. We'll get to, we'll get to your, your statement in a minute. But um, I still start with Ali. I still start with TAA and VBD. I don't have kind of... They sound like conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have cream or something? <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. Anytime oh, V and D I mean, are next to each other, <laughs> my brain goes, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm not touching it. I'm just itching it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, touching it is part of the problem, Neil. Um, so, Trent, Virgil. Is that better? That's better. Okay, thank you. So, Trent, Virgil. I don't have natural replacements for them, really. Um, I'm going to rest Gomez. He's been in there for a while. I'm going to bring Matic back for the Everton game. And I'm going to rest Robbo for Samikas. I thought Samikas played pretty well when he came on this time, this week, against Bournemouth. He hasn't been brilliant in the in the first three games. But yeah, Samikas at left back. And then I'm going to bring Jones on for Hendo in midfield. Is Jones back? Jones is back in uh-huh. training. I, I think it's too early for this week, against um, first game this week against Newcastle. But I think he can play instead of Hendo. And uh, then Fabino keeps his keeps his slot, and then, like I mentioned before, I'll bring Elliot back for that game against uh, Everton. So gotcha. then my front three: Salah, Darwin, and Diaz. So yes, Darwin goes straight back into the team. Mm. Okay. So we're not far off in our defense. I kept Gomez in, kept Trent, kept Virgil, but did the same as you: put in Simkas. Okay. I thought he looked good at the weekend and needs a, a run out. I don't think against Newcastle would be a start for him, but definitely a start against Everton. Uh, and for mid, it would be Fabinho, Fabio and Elliot again, having the two youngsters play. Up front, I did. I know I said earlier that Bobby should start, but yeah, I listened to both your points and they were both valid. 
Darwin is there for a reason. And Darwin should start in the middle with Salah and Diaz either side. It's a point to make at this, at this juncture that this isn't necessarily what I would have done last year with the sub situation. But it, having five subs and three opportunities to make them, I think that means we can afford to rotate and if it isn't working bring players in I just do worry that Klopp will Klopp make changes early enough uh, if it isn't working with Darwin well but he let, has a let point. me cut in because oh, I gotta give my lineup and I have a thought on that I based was, on my lineup I was just gonna say he has a point to prove now like he got sent off in front of the cop he is not in best favor with the, the fans or the traveling fans even so he really has a point to prove against local rivals to smack them around the place and show them that he deserves that price tag and that pro- that place on the field yeah there's such a thing as trying too hard though as well Tom yeah which is exactly what got him sent off um, but I think three days of watching with Tiago but by his side may have I like to think along. those two guys are really tight Mm. Those guys, they, they're clearly very good friends in the team. And I have a feeling that Tiago's the perfect guy to mentor him. The professor? I hope so. Um, so I have, I, I don't want to put a proper lineup out for Everton. Come on, man. I'm going to. I don't like it because I want to see what happens against Newcastle. You want seven in front. New, Newcastle, Newcastle is a much better team than Everton. They're a much better team than Bournemouth. I want to see the same side go out against uh, Newcastle, just like we said, and I want to see how they perform against the against that team. And that's going to dictate whether or not if Bobby goes out there and gets smashed around the way we kind of saw him get. I mean, he just didn't look very good to start the season, and then he looked fantastic last week. If he comes out against Newcastle and lays another egg, then yeah, Darwin starts. I would say Darwin probably shouldn't start against Everton. That's my gut. I don't like him just running back out there after pissing himself on the on, on the pitch and and missing three matches as a result of that. I think no, you got to earn your spot to start. And Bobby sure as shit earned it last week. Let's see how he does against Newcastle. And you know, so for now, I have Darwin coming in off the bench, which will undoubtedly need to happen at some point against Everton. Um, generally, I, I still, I like Matip because to Neil's point, I think Gomez is going to have, that's, that's a lot of game time for him in, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't get a lot of game time like that, which is a double-edged sword because I think he deserves it more. Um, but I would say, yeah, start Matip against, uh, um, against Everton, Bravo, VVD and Trent for sure. I like that you guys both kind of mixed about the the midfield. Um, so just to play, uh, just to add a little diversity there, I'm going to stick with Elliot Fab and Hendo. I really like that that starting three in the midfield, especially after what we saw last week. And then yeah, I'm going to go Diaz, Bobby, Salah to start. But there's going to be a, a a really really tight leash, knowing that Darwin's in there um, to come on. And then I have Carvalho. Milner, Simi, and Gomez all on my subs. Because those tend to be the guys that, that that we need to come on the most. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see Darwin play again. I just, I, I really think he needs to, to earn that, that starting spot back. 
Fair points. Fair points. But not that I disagree with with uh, either of your lineups. I, I I like. Well, you do disagree with them, and that's fine. <laughs> well, well, it's I, I disagree. That's not what I would do. But if that's the team that Klopp puts out, I'm not going to complain. I I like how much. Well, I'm sure so we all will come play when we get the results. Oh, no question. <laughs> what you're saying is you have your opinion, but in Klopp you trust. Bingo. Um, all right, let's look at the strengths of Newcastle. What have we seen so far <clears throat> from them? What do you think is something that we're going to have to look out for? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched a lot of Newcastle this season, so I'm not going to be able to be very helpful in this. Kieran Trippier free kicks. Yeah. Um Brilliant free kick against City. Um, brilliant delivery. He's a he's a great deliverer of the ball. That could give us some problems. Um, I haven't seen much of this new guy Isaac, um, but his, his sack. His sack is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. His his sack. Well, that's his unfortunate. Um, I. Uh, well. There's going to be the chant at Samaria. <laughs> I like Alan St. Maxman. I mean, everyone does. He's really impressed this year. Yeah. Um, didn't you say he picked up a knock, though? I did, yeah. Yeah. He looked like he was holding a hamstring when he was coming off. But it could be just tight. Um, he also played all the minutes of the game, so he could just be tired. Okay. But, hey, um, like I am not ruling him out just yet. Okay. It's a great looking lineup. You know, Nick Pope's yeah. a solid goalkeeper. Botman oh, was brought yeah. in in the off season. He's a solid defender. Trippier, I've just mentioned. Dan Byrne, fantastic. You know, he's a season pro. Yeah. Um, I don't see on this lineup that we've got up here Gumaris, I think his name is. And um, Gum- is that, am I getting that right? Gumaris is his name. He's a he's an awesome player. I, I think I think that's the right name. Yeah, Bruno. So yeah, Bruno Gumaris. He's excellent. Um, I, I so. Definitely something to, to worry about. And, and again, here we've got wood up front, but um, I imagine that it's going to be his sack. Um, his sack. <laughs> I'll get it right one day, guys. I'll get it right one day. I'm just going to call him his sack from is now. Is that a Freudian slip from you? <laughs> well, he has to know who Freud is first. <laughs> <laughs> Only university that Freud um, um, gave a lecture at in the United States was Clark University. So um, have at it, um, at Tom. So uh, I know who Freud is. Thank you very much. Wow, you pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't test Neil's history. That's something. When you've been around for as long as he has, that was like yesterday to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so what was Jesus like? <laughs> Gabriel, Jesus. <laughs> Moses was the real jokester of the group. Oh, right. from what Niels told me. He came down with those tablets. <laughs> the Twenty Commandments. <laughs> Dropped one. Anyway, anyway. Joel Linton from Brazil, huh? Uh, how's that Joel Linton doing? Oh. Um, you remember that day, did he? When he came down from the mountain? <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. Uh, he was carrying a long staff. Let's bring it back in. Let's bring it back oh, in. Long staff. This is very, very tenuous, Nick. Uh, do you know that... Uh, actually, Sean Longstaff has a brother, and I can't think where he plays. Matthew Longstaff. No? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a third Longstaff, but they're not related. Um, oh, there's so many jokes. Yeah, I know. Joe Linton, I think, is going to be the little problem in midfield more than anyone. Um, him and St. Maximin have been on fire together. Yeah, they've got a really good chemistry. Again, I've only watched highlights. But... I can't believe Nick Pope is 30. Yeah, no. me neither. I thought he was a yeah. lot younger than that. He's a great yeah. keeper, though. Trippier seems like he's been around forever. Well, 31 if he started as a kid. Yeah. He probably was. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about weaknesses then in this Newcastle side. Where do you see Liverpool being able to exploit them? Oh, our counter is the only thing that will probably exploit them. Look at that midfield. Tell me what you see between those three players. Nothing special. They're like, all has, very young. Yeah, has Sean uh, Longstaff even played for England? Has he got a cap? No. no. Joe Willock? No. Yeah, I mean, our midfield on paper should be stronger than theirs, but it hasn't performed consistently this season. And the one game we performed, we just said a minute ago that midfield wasn't right. really uh, on fire. They all played more as forwards. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I, it's going to be a tough game. Newcastle's going to be a real test for us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I do think that there's going to be some opportunities. Uh, like I said, I think that midfield, if, if the high press is working the way we need it to, I can see us being able to stop. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is tough because we really don't know who the hell they are. It is. It, it is tough. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so let's, let's, football. Let's, do, uh, let's do predictions for this match. What do you got? I had us down for a 2-1 win. 2-1? Yeah. I have 4-3 win. I think it's I think it's going to be an absolute like beat Back and down. forth. Yeah, yeah. I have us for 3-1 win. 3-1. Okay. Mm. I like yours the best, Neil. It's the, uh, I'm going for the uh, home field advantage. Yeah, well, the 11th man on the pitch there. The 12th? 12th man on the pitch. Yeah, presuming Darwin stays on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what just he screwed me up. We won't be back for the other game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay. Then Everton. Do we have... Uh, can we pull them up on the on the screen here, Tom? Yeah, I mean, Everton, uh, I'm not worried about. Uh, probably should be. It's a local derby. It's always going to be a, a problem. Uh, I mean... Uh, they always elevate against us. Yeah, obviously, um, Gordon... I think looks fantastic. Is he a hundred million? No way. Oh God, no. One years of old. Yeah, I get it, but um, it, that that price tag is ridiculous. I I saw him um, the first couple of games of the season. I was like, oh, that, that kid's really good. I think we should if have him. If he's a hundred million, what is Trent? Uh, yeah, I, or or Diaz or, or Diaz. Well, yeah. we know what Diaz is. We just bought him. Well, I think his price tag has skyrocketed since coming that over. That was, I guess, my yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, Gordon worries me, but he may not be there. And I think Tommy was saying Calvert-Lewin might be back. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, there's there's no one no. in this team that really scares me, which it kind of scares me. The defense on paper is actually pretty good. Yeah. Tarkowski, Cody, Holgate, and Pickford. Uh, the defense is is pretty good, but it's not up to dealing with our front three. Then let me a, let me ask you something specifically, Neil. Darwin's in the team. How much? It, we're talking about a big guy here. I don't I don't know what his actual height is. Cody uh, and Tarkowski are big guys. Yeah. They're they're big fellas. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think any of these guys are going to be used to playing against a guy like Darwin. Uh, I think they'll be all right. Um, yeah, you know. I would say the other way around. Darwin okay. isn't used to playing against Premier League big defenders okay. uh, who were who skillful and fast as well. So, uh, so it's a chance to prove himself. But, um, but yeah, I, I think Everton's defense is a uh, is actually probably the best part of their game. And Pickford, for all I made fun of him earlier, he's a good 
shot stopper of the ball. He's a decent keeper. Yeah. He's decent. The he's, Sheets he's haven't not, said as much. No, he's not the best keeper in the Premier League. by any, And I don't think he's even the best keeper belonging to England. No, absolutely not. I take Pope. Tell yeah. me which of these players um, for Ram- Everton Ramsdale. goes into... Ramsdale also good. Tell me which of these players goes into uh, Liverpool's team. Mm, yeah. Like in a... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did, did be on the bench. Anthony yeah. Gordon is the only one for me. Connor who, Cody has a good back. But he's not starting over Salah. He's not no, starting no, over no, anyone exactly. else we'd put up there. And Connor Cody. So, yeah. Gordon and Cody on the bench. The rest of them wouldn't want him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So, that's a pretty easy open and shut case. Just looking of, at the other members of their squad. Rondon, Coleman. Uh, and Townsend. Townsend. Yeah, I was just about to say him. They're the only other ones I really recognise. And what? Yarimina, in the in the defence. No, not a name that rings a bell. Yeah, he's not bad. But we should do them. Yeah, yeah. just like Fulham should should handle them. Yeah. And no, just like Bournemouth. <laughs> Predictions. I had down for. I have a very conservative 4 0 victory for LSU. 4 0 victory. Yeah. I had us down for a 3 0 win. 3 0. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll look at the rest of the fixtures. All right, fellas. Uh, How was that break for you? You get some traveling in, I hope. Um, let's look ahead to week five's fixtures and predictions. Now we've got a very full slate. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. One week of footy. And it, every day except for today, we are recording this on a Monday for those keeping score. Let's look at Tuesday's fixtures. Uh, let's start with Crystal Palace and Brentford. What do you guys got? Got Palace 2, Brentford 1. Me too. I've got 2-0 to Palace. Oh. Oh. I want Brentford to win that, but I think Palace is going to be the stronger team. I think Palace is they're going to be a sneaky like upper mid-table team. I know I've said that a bunch of times, but they just keep looking good. Uh, even City. I mean, going up 2-0 on City for a half is nothing to shake a stick at. Um, Fulham-Brighton. 1-0 Brighton. 1-1. I have 1-2 Brighton. Um, Saints-Chelsea. What do you got? 2-0 Chelsea. 3-0 Chelsea. I got 3-1 Chelsea. Leeds Everton? <laughs> Everton. 2-0 uh, Leeds. 1-0 Leeds. 1-0 Leeds. Uh, so that wraps up Tuesday's fixtures. Let's go Wednesday. Arsenal against Villa. 4-0. Arsenal 4, Villa 0. 4-0. <laughs> oh my oh gosh. My gosh. <laughs> I can't believe we all agree with such a, a crazy score. We all... Especially since I've been like almost trying to will Villa. I've given up. I'm, I'm over Villa. You jumped off the bandwagon. I don't think it was a bandwagon as much as like a burning pile of... Next week I want to hear you say Gerard out. I mean, I'll say it now. He's going to go. He's, it's not the right side. The chariot him. is on fire. Even if, he, even if he's a great manager, it's clearly just not a good fit. Um, Bournemouth, Wolves. Two the nil. match of the week for sure. 2-0 Wolves. 2-0, okay. Wow, two nil wolves. I have one nil wolves, and I thought I was picking it. Um, yeah, I thought I was uh, risking it with that. I, wolves aren't very good, but no. we know that Bournemouth would die. So, all right, one nil. I've got wolves. I got one one. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. 
bounce back from Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, With a draw. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry Bournemouth fans, if you listen. <laughs> yeah. They're not. <laughs> First of all, no one listens to us at all, except for like five people in Seattle, apparently. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the Mariners are great this year, guys. Um, City Forest. What do you got? City 6, Forest nil. Ooh. Forest are going to play their Holy game that they have come moly. up to play. And it's worked okay so far. They haven't got the, the results they wanted, but it's worked okay that so far. Playing that way against City yeah. is a different different yeah. animal. Um, I hope Forest comes out with a low block and uh, tries to play them on the break, but I fear they won't because it isn't how uh, they play. Mm-hmm. City 6, Forest nil. 5 nil. I got 5-1. Forest. I'm giving them one little. <laughs> no, <City> of... <laughs> I'm thinking like that, and that one is a gift. By the way, did anyone see our boy Williams put that tackle on uh, on Richarlson Nico, last week? Nico played a pretty good game, and he's getting better now that he's getting more game time. I stood up and clapped. He got beaten for Harry Kane's goal, though. Yeah, but uh, so. seeing more from him than we've ever seen from him, he's showing promise. Yeah, is what I'm trying he's to say. Full international, going to the World Cup. Is he is he on loan or do we sell? No, him? we sold him. Ah, okay. Yeah, All I was right. curious to why you thought he was still ours. It, it's well, the, I mean, it's the he's, red shirt, he's, he's one of our own. Whether he's actually. Oh, I didn't hear you talk about Nathaniel Klein for the Bournemouth game the same way. No, I did not. <laughs> Move on. Specifically, um, West Ham against Spurs. Spurs will keep on grinding the victories out. 1-0 to Spurs. I said 2-0 Spurs. I also said 2-0 to Spurs, yeah. We all seem so happy about that. Yeah, well, they're just a bloody boring team. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool, Newcastle, we covered. Uh, so that covers Wednesday. How about Thursday? We've got one match, Leicester and United square off. Leicester and Dyer, United I hate. I've got to go 2-0 for United. I've got 1-0 United. i got 2-1 United. And that covers Thursday's fixtures. Friday, we've got Chelsea against West Ham, which should be another absolute fireworks show. Chelsea 2, Hammers nil. Same as that. I have 3 nil, Chelsea. And moving on to Saturday. Uh, We're starting off with Everton-Liverpool. I know we already covered that one. How about Brentford-Leeds? 2-1 Brentford. 1-1. I have 2-2. Newcastle, Crystal Palace. I have a 2-1 Palace win for this. Ooh. Just because I think Palace will come out and want to play a game. I like Palace. <laughs> I think it's Tiddlywinks they want to play. But <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle haven't lost this season. We're all predicting them to lose against, against us. Um, against us. Um, I am just drawing 2-2 with Palace. I have them drawing 2-2 with Palace. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But again, I think it's this weird Newcastle team. I just don't know what to think of them. And Palace are a good team. And so if they play up, then they're going to draw. Ball sack. Sorry, his sack or whatever he's called. <laughs> um, we'll sack. have to. Uh, We're going to work on that. We'll, we'll um, you know, I think it'll make a difference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about Forest against Bournemouth? One nil Forest. I have one nil Forest. I have two nil Forest. Spurs Fulham? One nil Spurs. 1-1. One, one. Ooh. I like that. I have 3-1. For Fulham? For Spurs. <laughs> I want it to be because I have Mitrovic in my fantasy team. Uh, Wolves Saints. Another <laughs> absolute barn burner of a match here. 1-0 Wolves. Ooh. Okay. 
Yeah, that's Sorry, are we keeping you up? Yeah, yeah. Wolves. It was a talk of wolves against saints. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nil nil. I have nil one to saints, and then uh, Villa and City. Uh, one hundred nil. <laughs> <laughs> I have an, a, a way win as well, but not quite by the same scoreline. I'm going for um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John scoring for City. Uh, four nil. I went four nil. <laughs> I have five nil. I also have Holland as a triple captain this week. Ooh. So hopefully he'll uh, bring in some Better than, than Jesus did for me last week. Oh. My triple captain. Uh, and then let's round it out. Sunday we have Brighton against Leicester. Neil, that's the, your, your honey's there, Brighton. Yeah, absolutely. Graham Potter, masterclass once again. 1-0 Brighton. 1-0. I have 1-0 Brighton. Oh, I went 3-0 Brighton. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's your commentary on that. I, yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, how many have you got right this year so far, Nick? I don't know. I don't keep track. Anyway, <laughs> United Arsenal. That's a big uh, duck egg. <laughs> United Arsenal 2-2. Great match. Yeah, I think this is a good match. I have 3-1 Arsenal. Box, box office I have 3-1 Arsenal. 3-1 Arsenal. Yeah. And if anybody's wondering why I gave you the religious reference to the Man City, it seems that throughout today's podcast, we've been referring to me as... Father Time, Moses, <laughs> Noah, and Nobody so on. Nobody referred to as Father Time. Yeah, we wouldn't give you that Just much credit. Jesus Christ's brother. <laughs> we wouldn't give him that much credit either. Does he look Jewish? <laughs> I'll just sit here and stroke my white beard. So, yeah. We've also referred to you as Treebeard because you're so tall. That's also... Oh, that's what it was? Treebeard. Treebeard. I thought it was my brilliant, low, dulcet tones. It's also that. We're trees. Uh, that should probably about wrap it up. Uh, we're not going to cover Champions League draw and group stage just yet. You can go watch or, or go find the table online yourself if you're really that curious. Boys, any closing thoughts? Another win this week, please. Yeah, another win this week. Uh, good bounce back. That's what I called for last week in my closing comments. A bounce back from uh, from Klopp and the Liverpool team. We got all that. Uh, true test to come this week. Yeah. I'm really, really interested to... Uh, to, to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. We need to start performing like champions. Uh, if we want to be at the top of that table at the end of the season. we got to um, earn it. Yeah, we got to earn it. And we got to start showing that the players that we are supporting are doing their job mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's, that's my closing point. Yeah, let's let's just keep it rolling. Let's, let's, let's not step on the brake. All right? Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll chat to you next week. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. Thank you for tuning in to episode six of the Come On Red Men podcast. Today we're going to discuss Liverpool's routing of Bournemouth last Saturday, followed by reflections from what we saw and what we hope to see going forward. We're going to look at the rest of the table and all the fixtures and results from that weekend. Um... Then we're going to look ahead to Newcastle and Everton. It's a very full week of fixtures for everyone, but those are the two teams we'll be focusing on as Liverpool's opponents. And then we'll look at the rest of the table's fixtures and give you our predictions going in. 